you last week. <laughs> no way. Capital Top 20. Hi guys, this is DJ Stan Williams from the Top 20 Countdown. Everybody put your hands up. Capital Top Floor. Tim Christoph. DJ Miller. DJ Hyper. DJ Lil M. For all who want to hear more. The one and only English-speaking station in Moscow, 105.3. The latest news now. Moscow's only English-speaking hit music station. Capital FM. News. Moscow authorities are prepared to spend 100 million rubles, that's around one and a half million US dollars, on making sure it doesn't rain on the city day. If bad weather strikes this weekend, jets will spike clouds with a chemical cocktail to prevent it raining, the Interfax News Agency reports. This year, Moscow celebrates its 871st anniversary, around 160 concerts, 90 exhibitions, workshops, lectures and charitable events will be held on the 8th and 9th of September. Meanwhile, the 31st Moscow International Book Fair has opened at Vedenha. The five-day literary extravaganza will feature around 300 events. The book fair, which runs until September the 9th, is designed for visitors of all ages and has something for everybody. Displaying a variety of high-quality reading materials from 500 publishing houses in Russia. A number of prominent novelists, including Sergei Lukyaninka, Dina Rubina, Guzel Yachina and Dmitry Bekov, will share their thoughts about writing at the fair. French author Bernard Verber, who Anne's trilogy made him one of France's most popular science fiction novelists in the 90s will present his new hardcover book in Moscow. Construction of the Hovrina Transfer Hub will be complete in the nearest future, Moscow Mayor Sergei Sabanin said on Wednesday. According to the official, the transfer hub will include a metro station, a new railway platform and an intercity bus station. And then on M11 Highway, Moscow will be receiving not only motorists, but also public transport passengers, the Moscow Mayor tweeted. And finally, when it comes to pumpkins, it is sometimes the size of the fruit that matters most. And a record for greatest pumpkin ever grown in Russia has been set today. Andrei Gusev from the city of Luhavice has grown a begemoth pumpkin weighing more than 645 kilos. His story of force is on public display at Aptekarsky Garden on Prospect Mira. Currently rated 4 out of 10 on the roads, the sign including to our interactive map, driving time to Shremetve Airport from the city centre is around 50 minutes and about an hour and 20 minutes to get back into central Moscow. Driving time to Vnukov Airport is around 45 minutes each way. You'll spend under an hour on your way to and from the Madeleva Airport. Weather. 24 degrees in Zurich, 25 in Bangkok, 31 in Miami, plus 18 here in the Russian capital with the temperatures in the high 20s expected tomorrow. And that's all the news for now. Valeria Pekov in the studio, stay tuned for more. Capital FM, Moscow. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Welcome, listeners, to another super pooper. Well, not. Nikki, can I say super pooper? <laughs> I think so. Okay, that's fine. Okay, well, I should say super duper. So, another super duper Capital Sports on Russia's best radio station, Capital FM. I am Alan Moore, and we are live and loud from the Enka Navarrochian Tower in the stunning Moscow City complex here in downtown Moscow. Folks, if you're in the car, I hope you've got enough uh, full tank of fuel to drive because you will need to drive for a lot longer to listen to the end of this show. Uh, well, that is, of course, till 10 o'clock. If you're in the bath, keep the warm water running because you don't want to get cold as you listen to us. And if you're 
on a treadmill in the gym, just keep running because uh, we have a fantastic show coming up. We'll shortly slide away to Siberia to that Man U and, uh, well, wonderful man, a Man U fan, Andrew Flint, who, of course, is the content manager for Ronnie Dog Football. We'll have Peter P in the studio with uh, updates from the uh, UEFA National uh, Nations League, I should say. And, of course, we'll be having a look back at the All-Ireland Football Final. Um, we will have uh, the stunningly superb... I have to say, I'll say this again, he is a stunningly superb man. Uh, he is the sports director of Locomotive Moscow, Mr. Eric Stockholz. He'll be having a chat with us about all things Locomotive, Germany, and of course having a little, back, a little look back, I should say, at the World Cup. I'm stuttering because I'm a bit worried about asking a German man how, what do you think his national team did in the World Cup. But we'll, we'll roll on. Okay, as always, we'll have the best news, views, interviews, reviews, and previews in the world of sport. And of course, we have a magnificent giveaway. We have a pair of tickets to the VIP zone for Lokomotiv and Dinamo Moscow. That match, of course, has been brought forward two days from the 16th of September to the 14th of September. You'll be joining us there at the stadium, and I can guarantee you something, you'll have a lot of fun. Okay. Before we go away to that wonderful, wonderful man out in Tumen, Siberia, uh, I, would, I will actually, yeah, I'll give you a fairly simple question, okay, but I'm not going to give it right now. It'll come up in a few minutes. First, I'm going to have a look at some messages that were uh, sent to us for, since our last show. So David on Twitter, he didn't say where he's from. He said, uh, Nikki, this is for you. Okay, Nikki? So sure. He said, uh, Nikki, how difficult, <laughs> I shouldn't really said, how difficult is it to work with Alan? I like working with Alan. There you go, David. It's not difficult at all. There you go, David. Put that in your pipe. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know who this David is. You just you sent it on Twitter to me. Okay. Also on Twitter, Hanif, he is in Tunis. He heard our podcast on SoundCloud. Uh, and he has asked, will we give away Will we give away an all-expenses-paid trip to Russia to see Lokomotiv play Galatasaray in the Champions League? What do you reckon, Nicky? Well... Uh, who knows? Well, that could be just like, we are full of surprises. You never know. Your, your salary for just one show, Capital <laughs> Sports could pay for that, I reckon. What do you reckon? Um, let's keep it a secret. I don't want to give it all away. Oh, yeah, Hanif, listen. No, I'll, I'll it's have a, a chat with Nikki about that. secret. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we're bound by a non-disclosure agreement exactly. to say what she earns. She earns more than the rest of us combined, so here we go. Okay, <laughs> Sergey. <laughs> Sergey, who's in Moscow, on Vu Contact, he said that he really liked our Magania interview, of course, that's with uh, Angela Magania, who was on the list last week, the MMA fighter. Uh, and he said, will we get Conor, I guess that's Conor McGregor, will we get Conor McGregor on the show with us? What do you reckon, Nikki? Once again, we are full of surprises. We can have anyone here. Okay, there we go. <laughs> if we want to. If we want them, yeah. We, 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 we don't know if we want that kind of person. Right. Uh, there are two messages coming in from Ireland. One from du <laughs> Dublin, one from Kerry. <laughs> I just remember last week when someone called him a leprechaun. That was the girl, Maganya. Yes. She said he was... <laughs> and then she wrote to me, I, I, Angela, if you're listening to this, thank you very much for your messages afterwards, but I still am angry with you for calling Irish people leprechauns. <laughs> there we go. And she knew I was Irish as well. So, uh, But she says I, said, I have a better accent than Conor McGregor <laughs> and Colin Farrell and Liam Neeson as well. So. Those You're the boys. best. Yeah, there we go. Right, so from Dublin and one from Kerry, both men are called Darren, and they asked if it was fair that there were two men from Dublin who were previewing the All-Ireland Final. Of course, that was myself and Philip O'Connor from Reuters, who uh, were on the phone with from Stockholm. I don't know. What do you reckon, Nicky? Is it fair that like, two people from the same team, shall we say, are talking about one game? Yes, why not? Yeah, I think so. We were very fair. We were very, very fair, I reckon. Right, so just so our they listeners... They have the insights. That's it. We know, and we were very fair. I mean, I was more fair than Philip. He was more biased, <laughs> but anyway. Um, 
that just makes me a better journalist in a way, I guess. But uh, Philip is bigger than me, and he'll beat me up when he sees me in uh, Finland quite soon. Okay, so just so our listeners around the world know, we are really, really grateful for your feedback, your listens, and your downloads, especially uh, our listeners who, I'm going to say, these are all from the UK, just from this, the past three days alone, from Tamworth, Bethnal Green, that's in London, Crew, from Romford, from Chelsea, from Glasgow, Swansea, and Ilkeston. So they're all from the UK, all downloaded our show. Uh, last week's show. Uh, listeners in uh, uh, lots of them from Oklahoma, California, Oregon, New York State, New York City, Washington State, Washington DC, New York, Virginia and Florida, all in the USA. Yeah. All downloading our show. Um, and also listeners from India, Turkey, Germany, Greece, Spain and South Africa. The world. Yeah, that's just six of 38 who download our show from last week of 38 countries around the world, not including Russia, of course, at all. Right, so... Uh, we're just going to go straight out to Siberia and welcome to the content manager for Ronnie Dog Football, Mr. Andrew Flint. Andrew, how are you doing? Hello, hello, guys. Um, I'm not too bad. How are you doing? Good. Listen, I know it's an ungodly <laughs> error out there. Is it around midnight? <laughs> uh, 11 o'clock. But that's, that's relatively early. I mean, you're only just like rolling in with the kids, I reckon, this stage. <laughs> no, I, um, I, sh- I should get some sleep probably, but I'll always make time for Capital FM. There, there you go. Listen, Andrew, it's great to have you on. Listen, thanks so much. Um, listen, first question. Is the English Premier League, is it over now, effectively? Because United are already six points behind Liverpool. Should Paddy Power and phone bet and so on, should you just pay out now that Liverpool are going to win the league? Uh, absolutely not, because they have no chance whatsoever. Um, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. I think... Um, City, City have got it wrapped up. I think they did before the season started, really. This is um, Manchester City who are... Fans, it's depressing. Okay. So Man City who are two points behind Liverpool right now, you still think they're going to come back from behind and win the league? Well, it's painful to admit it, but Liverpool do have a very, very powerful attacking side. And I just, I pray they will crumble. But um, it's, it's two evils. City or Liverpool to win the title, it's, it's not fun for me. OK, listen, what is the lesser of two evils for you? Oh, God, that's a tough one. I have um, my drinking companion in Chimen is a Liverpool-supporting Irishman. Oh, there you go. So I think for the sake of my drinking, I'll have to say Liverpool. Good man yourself. Okay, listen, getting back onto your miserable, miserable lot. Uh, look, we're seeing Mourinho. Sorry about that. I mean, you know I do like United as well. I have a, do like, I have a liking for him. Like, Mourinho, he's getting desperately attacked by the media. Is, is, is it fair? Well, yes and no, in my opinion. He has a major problem with his attitude, in my opinion. Um, he runs down players in public, which he shouldn't do. And, you know, for that alone, I think he deserves to be attacked. Um, on the other hand, the media have a... They have an agenda against him. They love to pick holes in every single thing he does. And if I was in his position, I would be fighting to defend myself too. I just hope I would do it with a little bit more grace. You know? So I'm conflicted, is the answer, really. Okay. Um, look... Ha- in saying that, okay, because there is, okay, there, uh, you, you believe there is an agenda there, there could very well be. But in any case, has he been let down by the uh, the owners? Oh, absolutely, 100%. I mean, it's, it's also, it all stems from, from the Glazers. I, 
my family had two season tickets 15 years ago, and within five years of the Glazers taking over, the price had doubled. And that's just one simple way. Uh, when it comes to appointing the uh, managing director, Ed Woodward, they just bought a businessman in because they need to work on the business line. They're not interested in the football on the pitch. Um, but now that the Glazers and Woodward are in charge, they have a very poor transfer theory and, and it doesn't fit in line with Mourinho. So it's, it's an impasse. Okay, listen, in, in saying that, they have strengthened their, let's say, their front office uh, by bringing in a, a, a marketing man uh, recently from what he was with Nike, as far as I remember. Um, can they solve things off the pitch in terms of, you know, can they, can they kind of get things working between Mourinho and the, and the management? Honestly, no. Not as it stands right now. You know, I think what really is the answer if we don't remove the owners from the equation, is a sporting director is needed. There's somebody who will work with Mourinho as a partnership, who is an expert at negotiating, at identifying the right talent, but most importantly will communicate on his level. Um, without it, I don't see any improvement. Maybe you can ask Jorge Mendes, but okay, we'll move on. Um, <laughs> I, I just threw that grenade in there so our listeners can take away. Uh, okay, listen, away from the uh, lack of domestic bliss for United right now, um, decent draw in Europe? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not looking forward to that either, to be honest. Um, no, I think, um, realistically, this is a write-off season. For the for the club in Europe, and there are too many strong sides. Juventus obvious strength, and um, Real Madrid just have that way of winning by fair or foul. Um, City will be stronger uh, by Munich. There's too many strong sides. So basically, getting out of the group would be a like a decent. Yeah, getting a, a couple of uh, knockout rounds under the belt would be decent. Yeah, I'd be happy if they got to say the quarterfinals. Um, I mean, that's very ambitious to put us in the top eight in Europe is, is, is really reaching too far, to be honest. But the, the thing, Alan, this is what frustrates me. Look at United's squad. It is, it is a world-class squad. The, the defence needs work, one or two signings, but it's a sensational players that are there. They're just not getting the best out of them. Um, and in Europe, they don't have that winning experience anymore. So uh, knockouts will be good. Okay, listen, I, I want to just very, very quickly touch on something before uh, we move on to your, uh, your workup story because it is quite interesting, very, very interesting. Um, the, of the Russian clubs, the five Russian clubs, of course, in Europe, uh, three in the Europa League and two in the Champions League, of those hmm. teams, who do you think will have the most success? Well, I think CSK have got the toughest group. Um, I, I hope we will come to a couple of those games. But they're a team in transition, so you know I don't expect much from them. Um, but you, know, you never know. One of my friends, one of my good friends, Paul, he used to live in Moscow, and he went to the games at Belushniki in the Champions League. And you know the atmosphere then was slightly more distant. You know the, the crowd was thinned out. Yeah. Now they've got their own stadium. It's you know the crowd are on top of the team. Perhaps they will get something out of it, but. I, I personally think um, I think Loco actually 
Lokomotiv have a good chance of doing well. They've got a very even group, and they really could beat all of those teams at home. Okay, that is that is good news. Listen, Andrew, just before we go away, just uh, recap very briefly in a minute or less your amazing World Cup journey. <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, yes, there was in Chiman, three hundred kilometres from Yekaterinburg, and the World Cup is coming to the country where I'm living, and I try to I try to get to every World Cup host city by car. And I did. I did it. Um, it, it was uh, 16,000 kilometres and only only 10 nights in an actual bed over the month. Um, but I saw Alexander Mostovoy in St. Petersburg. I got to see England against Sweden in the stadium. And I probably now see more of Russia than most Russian people have. And, and best of all, I got a job out of it at the end. There you go. So I know you're now content manager Ronnie Dog, uh, Ronnie Dog Media. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to tweet out. A quote. We've already tweeted out actually just the the uh, Twitter handle for that. Um, listen, Andrew, thank you so so much for your time. We're going to be back on to you quite soon. As soon as this kicks off the Champions League, we'll be back on to have a look to see how Lokomotiv are going to do and Cisco as well in the Champions League. Perfect. Thank you Thanks so for much for having me on. Thanks, Andrew. That was Andrew Flint, the content manager for Ronnie Dog Media. So, before we go out to the break, uh, because I will tell you a little bit of our first song, because it's kind of a little bit poignant in a way, but the question we have, and this is because I was told that Juventus, they look like an albino hedgehog. That was my son said it. It looked like an albino hedgehog. Don't ask me why, but that's what he thought. So, the question is as follows. It's an A or B answer. The home colours, the home colours for Juventus. Are they black and white, A, or are they B, black and blue? Okay, so black and white or black and blue? Uh, blue. Plus 7925111053. Get texting in to win a pair of tickets to the VIP lounge at the Lokomotiv Moscow against Dynamo Moscow game on the 14th of September. Right, we're going to go out to a song. It's one to mark a bit of a memory of a, a very, very brilliant lady who passed, along not too, passed away not too long ago, Miss Aretha Franklin. Uh, this is one It's going to get us all moving this evening. This is called Respect. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
listen to the BCM Radio Show every Friday on Capital FM Moscow 105.3. Every Friday at 1am on Capital FM Moscow. I like the way you do your With Alan Moore. Okay, folks, we are back. And that question once more, A or B, is it black and white or black and blue? That, of course, is the home colours for Juventus in Italy. Uh, plus 795-111053. Get texting, messaging in on Viber as well. Just give us your answer because those tickets to give away, they have a, a cash value of around 16,000 rubles. So you really want to be there on Friday, uh, September 14th with us at the Capital Sports Stadium show. Okay, before we go any further, we have to recap about something that happened last weekend because it's quite cool. But before I do, I'm going to welcome in our studio guest and, of course, our regular Peter B. So, Peter B., welcome back in. Hello. Yeah, after getting beaten up last week live on air, uh, that was like the equivalent of being pantsed live on air, correct? I I was, I was. It was scary. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I do... Philip, I mean, Philip is about, uh, I don't know, one meter ninety, something like that as well. He's a, a mixed martial arts fighter as well. Oh. Yeah, so it's better to argue with him here in the studio <laughs> than actually in face-to-face. And we also have in the studio, very, very, for the second time with us, Mr. Eric Stoffelshaus. How are you doing, Eric? I'm very good, thank you. Thanks for having me. That's brilliant. This is great because, I mean, we, we're still, we're enjoying this kind of Indian summer at the start of uh, September here in Moscow. I was told yesterday by a journalist that this is the best summer he's remembered or best September starts September I I don't know I think every September is like this it's terrific yeah. I love it Yeah. unless you're a student <laughs> or a child and you're back in school and you're looking outside going oh no it's sunny like, you know? that's bad luck <laughs> yeah in Ireland we'd have rain all summer long and in the first week of September first two weeks it's just the sun splits the stones as we say but uh, there we go well listen speaking about Ireland sun splitting the stones last weekend of course Dublin and Tyrone we're playing in the All-Ireland Final. Now, we did on air say that Dublin would win it. Philip definitely, he was backing it up. He said you wouldn't get a bookmaker or a, a, a betting shop between here and Las Vegas who would actually take a bet. So, Peter, um, you looked at some of the fallout from Dublin winning their fourth title in a row. What what was your take on it? I mean, I, I honestly like didn't expect anything else from Dublin because, like, I mean, isn't it they're, they're like 28th? win in the not in the row right no like, not in a row no thank goodness it was in a row I think Gaelic football we just finished yeah 20, 28th of all time but as you pointed out last week they're still only in second place uh, they are actually yeah, yeah so they're behind Kerry okay Dublin won 217 to 114 that in total that's 23 points against 17 it looks quite close in one way however overall I mean it was it was pretty much one way traffic because Eric what happened was I just explained to you at the very start of the game Tyrone went ahead uh Five points to one. We were in KD O'Shea's, you know, you know where that is, it, it, in on a, well, a Bibliotheque in Milena, and we were there with Steve Conway and all the Moscow Shamrocks watching it, and Tyrone were just running away with it. And suddenly Dublin got a goal and another goal and a point and a point, and they just wiped the floor at them. So is, it, is there a case in, in, um, you know, in, in football where you just look at a game, like say a, big, a national final, like a World Cup final, I just know... That team has no chance of winning. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. Uh, then you have sometimes you have you have uh, games where all of a sudden ga- uh, teams catch the momentum and turn it around. That happened um, quite a lot uh, in 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 history, especially in German football. 
um, probably that's why our DNA is uh, that you have to yeah, take care of your game uh, till the final whistle, right? Yeah. So yeah. anything can happen, and um, yeah, I think there are there are several uh, examples in history where that happens. Even in the German Cup final this year with uh, Bayern and Eintracht, you know. I was I was there. It was actually well deserved. Uh, yeah, my wife is a huge Eintracht Frankfurt fan, so for her it was like uh, you know Christmas and <laughs> New Year's Eve on one day. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, the final goal was great as well. The breakaway goal. I mean, it was just yeah, it, was, uh, it was amazing. Uh, Rich was on fire, so yeah, he did a great job. But if, if but the, the one thing I think that like Peter and I were discussing before this was that you know when Dublin uh, you know they were unbackable favourites like nobody people say well if Tyrone did this and this they might win but it was just so predictable that they were going to win is that a you know you're just, you were saying before we came in there about Bayern Munich is that a bad thing for football? No, I don't think so. I mean, uh, we have these kind of we have these kind of uh, problems right now in, in Germany as well. There, where everyone uh, expects Bayern Munich to win the the championship, and uh, what I actually don't can't stand at all is uh, uh, when teams uh, put down their weapons and say, "Okay, we play for the for the second spot because that's going to be the best after Bayern Munich." I don't like that because that attitude makes them the next German champion, right? Because if everyone says, "Okay, we're not going to be involved." And I don't even try. I mean, that doesn't help anyone, right? So I think as long as you uh, have a chance to win a game, uh, I mean, you have to go for it. I mean, that's it. And Peter was just mentioned just there about uh, money. Do we have any of the figures that was put into Dublin football, say, in the last 10 years? I think, yeah. Like, I read an article that was like 16, 16 million pounds, right? It was euros, exactly. 16 euros, million sure. euros over the course of 10 years. Now, remember, Eric, this is an amateur game. So, I mean, there's a lot of money, but of course, Dublin's the capital city. So, 10 years ago or more, they said that, you know, Dublin, football in Dublin was really falling apart. And the people, they, they didn't have enough clubs and so on and so forth because the city was growing. Now it's booming. Um, but, I don't know, the question's being asked, like, you know, is it wrong to concentrate just on one area or should they try to spread it out a bit? I think when you try to, to do something artificially that doesn't help anyone at all, <laughs> you yeah. have to you have to grow the game. When you try or start to grow the game, you have to you know show where your market are, where your market is, and and, and go from there. Uh, I, I mean, in the end of the day, when I compare, I don't know so much about that kind of uh, example now. But when you look at Germany, for example, you have your marketplaces there, where football has been in the past and will be in the future, so that won't change. Um, so that being said, I don't know if you if you want to develop the game in general, you have to develop try to develop it everywhere, mm-hmm. and you will find to figure out or you will figure out the, the marketplaces that will stay then in the future. I oh. think that is okay. So it's a build sustainable football basically. Exactly. sustainable markets. Okay, yeah. that's good. It's a good point, um, Peter. Okay, we are we are an international break. So uh, a little bit later on, of course, in the third segment, we're going to have a look back at the Russian Premier League and English Premier League. However, we do have this week an international break, as I said, but it's an unusual one. We have the UEFA Nations League. Peter, what have you picked for us as the ones to have a look at? Because these are ones that will be broadcast live, of course, on uh, Russian TV and well, TV yeah. around the world as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, at Thursday, 9.45, we have three matches. Uh, Germany versus France. Uh, we have Wales, Ireland and Czech Republic, Ukraine. Okay, so Eric, what do you reckon? Germany, France. Yeah, good game. Uh, former, former World Cup champion against the reigning World Cup champion, so... It's going to be exciting. I think uh, Germany has to prove themselves again. Um, yeah, I know France is the one uh, that get hunted, right? <laughs> yeah, and, no. and, 
and now we're we're back. We try to get back on tracks. I think it's a it's a good it's a good way to get back on tracks. You want to play against the exceptional teams to see where you are. Yeah? Okay, that's that's a very good start. And okay. the the uh, the setup per se is very exciting. Germany, France. It's a classic. Yeah, great start. Great start uh, to the Champions League. Na- okay. Who who have we come up then on Friday, Peter? Yeah, on Friday, same time, we got Turkey and Russia. Oh, that's that's in Turkey, Korea. That's away in Turkey. I mean, that's the first game that Akinfayev hasn't been, the first squad he hasn't been in when he has been fit to play. Eric Guillerme, your goalkeeper, is there. A good thing for Lokomotiv, or would you prefer to have him just sitting at home and relaxing? Uh, usually, uh, when you have uh, players at the, at the national team, it's always a good thing, because they come back with, a, with more experience, and it's, it's, a, it's a different uh, environment that you're in. When you're with your national team, usually you, you come back even stronger. So usually I think I always uh, appreciate that that we have players on the national team definitely. Good. Okay. And on Saturday Peter who what's going on? Saturday yet again 9:45 we got England and Spain. Oh, England Spain. That's a good one. Yeah, I think that that's one I will actually watch. That okay, and okay. I'm planning my weekend around you, but yeah, thank yeah, you yeah, so yeah. much. Okay, so you're gonna, gonna stick at the TV then, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pretty much yeah. for 72 hours, <laughs> or just basically go into a pub and sit there, like just lock yourself in from Thursday night. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah, yeah. next up, Peter, who have we got right, on Sunday? We got two matches, uh, Denmark, Wales at 7 p.m., and we got a friendly between Germany and Peru at 9 45. Oh, now there's a locomotive interest in that, absolutely, with Jefferson Farfan, yeah, sure. So Jeff, Jeff is going to be there. Um, and where's the game on? In Gelsenkirchen? No, in Zinsheim. Uh, that is the place where TSG Offenheim usually plays. Ah, oh, that's a new. That's the one on the south of Frankfurt. The big, big uh, that, stadium exactly. stands up on the hill. Yeah, and, in the, yeah. the near of Heidelberg. Oh, uh, nice. Uh, nice, that, nice. Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, for, for Jeff coming back, it's, it's huge. I mean, he will come back uh, later again yeah. this year. <laughs> That's, well, yes, of course, of course, of course. That's very, very yeah. good. Uh, okay, next up, Peter. Okay, Monday, we've got, again, three matches. Uh, Russia, Czech Republic, that's a friendly, at 7 p.m. And two matches at 9.45, Portugal, Italy, and Sweden, Turkey. Oh, Sweden, Turkey, that's a good one. That's in that that's group with, with Russia as well. And uh, what's the, the Portugal, Italy, is that correct? Yeah, Portugal, Italy. Okay, that, that, that's a good one as well, because it's, you know, two teams that really need to try and uh, boost themselves up. That game, the Turk, the Russia game, is down in Rostov, in the Rostov Arena. Um, there was a report today that the Rostov Arena, after a concert is being played, that they they can't play home games there. FC Rostov, they said they destroyed the pitch. Aye. So yeah, it, it was some. This is, I think, they're sort of trying to uh, predict what might happen. Like, if, it's not a rock concert. If it was ACDC, maybe they tear the pitch. I don't know. Wreck the place. Okay. Say, did you say it was not a rock concert? It no, was I don't think so. Yeah. If, no, 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 no. If it was ACDC, that's rock. Sorry, I'll, I'll go old school on that one. But uh, okay, what was that, that that Russia game? I mean, that's that's an interesting one as well. Which one? The, yeah. the Russia game on Monday. Is that correct? Seven yeah. o'clock. Seven yeah, o'clock. Seven o'clock Monday. Monday. So um, I mean, against Czech, it was Czech Republic, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean. In the end of the day, what we want to see now is uh, after the World Cup, uh, how is Russia doing, right? And uh, in Turkey, that's a tough one, uh-huh. absolutely. Czech Republic uh, historically has a strong team, so yeah, it's a good start. Yeah, good, good bit of a, a test room. Who else we got there, Peter? What's the next yeah, one up? We have, uh, on Tuesday, we have one match, Pol- Poland, Ireland. And- Poland, Ireland, of yeah. course, that's a close one. You know, the weirdest thing is Ireland seemed always in my, my youth, my, I wish a long time ago, they always need to play Poland. 
And and it was really funny because the players used to like they'd finish playing on Saturday in England, most of the guys in England, and then they'd travel by train and then by boat and by train. And they'd be like sitting in the, the luggage car, like basically they were like not even they weren't first class or even they didn't have seats. And all the blazers, the officials would be sitting up in first class, smoking cigars, drinking champagne. Well, not well, whiskey probably. And <laughs> the players would be just like stuck down the back with the cattle, you know. And the whole way to Poland, they always seem to play Poland. Always Poland. I don't know why. Uh, anyway, but um, I'm sure there was some people got rich off that, like some travel agents. Um, so, okay, look at that, Peter. Which one of those games are you going to take in? Definitely Germany, France. Good uh, choice. Yeah. Russia and Czech Republic, because it's. I mean. I got. I gotta support the the, the team. <laughs> yeah. Well, you yeah because no. Well, you were okay because you said Russia do well at the World Cup. So you. you I you, mean, yeah, we did definitely. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think maybe England, Spain. I'll, I'll I'll check. I'll check that out too. England, Spain. Listen, what's happening with Denmark, Eric? The Danish players not turning up. I mean, what what's got, because I mean, Martin O'Neill speaking about it tonight, saying that there should be UEFA support. Thank you, Peter, for that. Don't, you're not going away. I need you later on as well. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, we, so we, you know. What's going on with the Danish team? I, I mean, honestly, I, I read it in the newspaper and I don't know the specifics. It's about commercial contracts, uh, whatever. Uh, I think you have to sort it out before the game start. Uh, now I heard uh, Denmark is showing up with half of the guys being futsal players. I mean, no way. Yeah, yeah that is, uh, I mean, six of them are playing futsal in the, in the Danish futsal team. I, I think that is... Uh, that is, I don't want to use the word embarrassing, but it's at least not the right way to do it and how to handle it. And I think uh, they're all grown-ups. They could usually figure it out before the game start because now they're pretty much in a bad light. Yeah, the whole team and everyone involved, it look, you know, it throws a bad light on the players, throws a bad light on the officials. I think there should be a way to figure it out before... Uh, they they call the players to the to the national team. I think this, this has the makings of a Keanu Reeves movie, a bit like you know the, the replacements. Remember that that movie, the American yeah. football movie, where the the team were on strike, and they brought on these like scab workers, these yeah. players who never played at any level. So it's very strange. There's another interesting story as well in this international break. Declan Rice, who plays at West Ham, played all the way through uh, youth uh, levels for Ireland. Played two friendlies this summer for Ireland as well, and now he wants to take a break to think: Will he play for England or Ireland? Is that right? He's played senior international for his for his country, but now he wants to think he'll go back to his home country. Yeah, it happens. It happened to us as well um, with Jermaine Jones, who played for America. Uh, yeah, he played for America. Then he decided to play for the U.S. after playing all the youth national teams, and he did friendlies uh, for Germany as well. I didn't know that. I yeah, 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 he played okay, friendlies, and, okay. and then he wasn't uh, nominated for uh, for I think it was the Euro two thousand eight. And then he decided to play for the U.S. because he had no shot at the at the German national team. So yeah, okay. that happens. I mean, you have to decide if it's right or wrong. Um, if there there is the opportunity, it is legal. They can do that FIFA wise. So okay, that's okay. Okay, listen, we're going to go out to your song, Eric. Okay. Uh, what song have you picked? You can tell us about it after break. What song have you picked? Uh, Viva la Vida from Coldplay. Okay, it, well, it's not La Vida Loca, which uh, <laughs> most people live here in Moscow. So it's uh, Coldplay, Viva la Vida. We'll be back after the break. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Now we- 
again and that time of the show when we have a chance to talk properly about Russian football of course there was the sixth round of the uh, Russian Premier League last weekend running very very quickly through results Rostov drew 1-1 with Rubin on Friday night Krylia Sovitov they got a good win against Angie 1-0 at home Siska they are you know doing a little bit better they beat Ural quite badly 4-0 at home Krasnodar Oh, 2-1 against Lokomotiv a, a, a goal in injury time yet again sort of that Lokomotiv just couldn't hold out so they, they lost that one to, well it was better than 2-0 in May uh, Yenisei they drew 0-0 at home against Arsenal Tula Dinamo Moscow won 2-0 against Orenburg Orenburg now after losing two straight so they need a bit of a kick in the backside Zenit and Spartak relatively dull game overall some question marks but not a great game nil nil up in St. Petersburg and Ahmad of course getting a decent win 2-1 against Ufa as the league stands right now Zenit 
Uh, okay, they dropped those two points, but they're still well ahead at the top. They are on 16 points. Spartak in second and 14. Rostov chasing on 13 points. Now, Siska, that win has moved them up a little bit. They're on nine points in sixth place. Dinamo in seventh on nine. And Lokomotiv in eighth place with eight points. So, a little bit of deja vu there for last year because it was the same thing that uh, Spartak who'd won the league. They were behind Dinamo at this point as well. So let's see what's going to happen. Angie, they, you know, they're down the bottom table with three points, but there are signs that they can improve. They just need a bit of money. Um, Eric, okay, before I ask uh, the questions <laughs> that I want to ask about, um, you know, has the shine worn off on the, the trophy from last season so far for Lokomotiv? No, not at all. I mean, it was was a special championship for us after 14 years. Uh, I mean, we have every right to be proud of that. Uh, but on the flip side, you have to prove it again, right? So, uh, um, yeah, we are all excited about that season. Uh, we had a bumpy start, but we kind of expected it because of the nine World Cup players that we had uh, coming back. Uh, nine very World Cup players. So this is like a Man nine City almost situation. Exactly, yeah. right? So um, we already knew that this could be, let's say, not, not a problem, but an issue, right? Because the players drop in, you know, after a World Cup, not a big break. So yeah, we all catch them on different levels. I think now after the World Cup break, after the FIFA World Cup break, we can actually, yeah, try or we try. Or actually, we, we can level them on one, yeah, actually on one level to be, you know, prepared for the next game. Okay, so that this international break is going to help a little bit then to, to, to bring definitely. the boys back together. Yeah, definitely. We okay. can work on deficits and, you know, bring everyone on the same page and then, you know, be, yeah, start, start the season over again. So Good. to I say, mean, six games gone. I mean, we saw what happened last season when yeah. Lokomotiv were run away with it, then stumbled and then just kind of didn't stagger over the line. They finished very, very well. I mean, still we we have uh, we have twenty four games to go, and that's that's a long streak. So uh, in the end of the day, we just started the season. We start we started the season, let's say in a, in an average way, to wins, to draws, to losses. Uh, not very spectacular start, but I think right now there isn't any damage. Uh, okay. We can we can still catch up. Yeah, I mean there's not that much. I mean there's what there's uh, there's seven points behind. Well, sorry, eight points behind, which is absolutely nothing. Um, listen, just in terms of like with the, the summer in the transfer market, very very strong. Uh, of course, because you, your your hand is on the tiller for that. So very very strong. What was the plan behind the players that moved out and moved in? What what was the thinking behind it? Yeah, first of all, uh, the players that we brought in, uh, we wanted definitely wanted to bring uh, for our Champions League campaign players in uh, that were already on that level. Um, we brought a lot of experience into the team, definitely. And uh, in general, we want to strengthen our spine. Uh, so we need a central defender, central midfield player and, and a striker, which we did besides uh, Jamaluddinov and Dovo. Uh, there. Not to forget, everyone just speaks about the three guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in the end, when you look at our lineup, we brought a World Cup player in, or won the World Cup, uh, played two years ago, the semi-finals in the Euro. Um, not to forget, um, captain of Schalke seven years, Krichowiak, um, who won the Europa League two times with Sevilla. Um, and I don't have to mention Phil Smolov and his strength uh, in the box. So, yeah, uh, I mean, and, and again, like it takes time to put these players together into a team. Is is Benedict? Benedict hasn't started so far. I mean, he, 
Is there a reason he hasn't started for? No, for in the end, no, no. In the end of the day, we we give all our players the time that they can. I mean, they're all on long year contracts, okay. right? And last year that was his problem at Juve because the year before he played over. He only had seven games at Juve, wasn't it? Less. Yeah, but that that was the problem per se because he played, for example, the Euro 2016, played every game, yeah. then played for Schalke, almost 50 games. So. Uh, he's capable of playing a long season, definitely, with Europa Cup and everything uh, was go what goes into. And then, uh, yeah, the next year he went to Juve and had exactly the problem that he had a, a, a short preparation and then ran into an injury and that caught him off all the time, right? And he's a guy who wants to be on the field. So he said, yeah, I can, I can try. I tried to start. It was too early, so he ran into the next injury. And, yeah. And then well, basically, you he's, he's, you're, you're letting his body rest in order to get the best out of him. And the point, exactly. No, he's, he's practicing, no problem, right? Everything is fine with him. The point is, we give him all the time to be 100% there. I think he will be there in a the short future. So when we start against Dynamo, uh, we have the, 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 the three weeks or the three games per week now where we need every player and he will be ready. Great, because I mean, okay, back again, that game against Dynamo, which is on uh, Friday the 14th. Uh, the quiz question again, what colours do Juventus wear when they're playing home? Is it black and white, that's A, or is it black and blue, that is B? Plus 795 that's for two VIP tickets to that game. Okay, um, looking at it, just looking at the, the, you know, a lot of teams, I could just say, like, say, for example, some Irish clubs, when they're doing well, or they've won the league, they suddenly start to think about European games and they start to think about Champions League or Europa League football. Is that maybe an excuse for the locomotives? Bit of a slow start? No, I don't think so. Because uh, these guys that we have in the team, they're well experienced. They know what it takes um, yeah, to, to actually to perform in the league and also perform internationally. That is, that is not a one-off. They, they know, right? And uh, the guys that we brought in, uh, they have so much international experience They know that they have to deliver in, in the league because that is our bread and butter. That is how we qualify for international games for the next year. So uh, now they know. Yeah. I think it's, it's much more what I just said, um, that they came in on, on different uh, stages of their personal fitness and their, their, their personal, let's say, performance levels. And, you know, when they're all, let's say, leveled, I think we're going to have a different performance on the field as well. Okay, no, that is fair enough. I mean, when we're when when you're looking at the uh, at the locomotive right now, locomotive team right now, you got Fyodor Smolov. Would you have liked to have gotten Artyom Juba, or would he fit into the, to the lineup? Dif diff different kind of player, uh, different kind of player. I don't wouldn't I wouldn't say that. Um, or I don't want to evaluate him here. Live, no, of course, or, you know, a, I mean, person. in the end of the day, both have their proven records and uh, they know how to score. Not a problem, you know. Um, we are very lucky that we got Fido in the end of the day, right? So uh, we didn't actually ask the question for ourselves if we can get uh, Zubar in. Okay. Well, that, no, that, that's, that's, that's perfect. You've got like, you know, if, if you could, I would say if you pick one of two, Get both or just get one for sure. Just don't, 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 uh, don't lose it, you know. Okay. Um, now, of course, we're, I'm going to run through just the, the groups because in the group, in the group stage, I texted you right after Destiny. And I said in the show as well that, that look, we're going to get Schalke. So your, your birth club. 
How big of a moment was that when you saw that name being drawn out? Ah, that is... Um, uh, actually, um, people who ask me what does it mean to me, they, they have no clue what it really means to me. Coming back to, uh, to Schalke, I played them twice in, in the Champions League. Uh, I worked 11 years for the club. Um, all the guys, the officials from Schalke, I mean, we were, we were afterwards, we were after the draw, we were hugging each other. I say, okay, it's unbelievable that we have that draw. It's not even not just special for me. It's also special for Benedict and for Jefferson, who played seven and and over 14 years for the club. Um, for Benedict, it's even a shorter shorter break when he left, right? So. Um, yeah, it's it's unbelievable for me. It's a really it's a special draw, definitely. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that uh, to these two games. And a question I have to ask you: you know, when when you go back to the is it the Veltins Arena? Where they no. Yeah, but but not no. for Champions League. It's Arena of Schalke then. Oh, okay. Uh, because oh, because it's the, a brewery. Yeah. The, okay, it's good. Yeah, uh, that's did right. Did I say then. the name? Am I supposed to say a beer uh, brand okay. here? Okay. It's the zero percent <laughs> beer that we're talking about. So it's okay. okay. It's zero percent non-alcoholic beer that we're talking about. Um, when when you know when you're going back there, um, how would it feel? If locomotive, like you know, ninety-first minute, Fjordis Smoller pops up and nods the ball in one-nil locomotive. How would it feel? Can I sign it here somewhere? <laughs> okay, yeah. all right, okay. Let's, okay. Um, I, I'm good at predicting these things. So, okay, thanks, Nikki. Nikki's saying, Alan, five-nil, five-nil. She wants to see the win, <laughs> or five minutes, one or the Um You know, what is it, it? Would it be bittersweet, or you just go, no, I work with this ah, club now? And that's no, it. no, 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 no. It's not bittersweet. Uh, it's it's wonderful to come back and and see each other again on that level. But yeah, Lokomotiv is my club, yeah, and uh, these ninety minutes, I have to put that away. And there's just just all the way local. Okay, listen, I'm going to run through the the other groups and just just give you kind of like a, a quick off the off the cuff kind of response. So, of course, in the uh, of the teams who went in, we have uh, in group uh, group G, obviously group G. Group G, uh, J, excuse me, with Krasnodar, they have Sevilla, they have Standard Liège and uh, Aki Sport from Turkey. Have they a chance to get into second place in that group? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Krasnodar has a good side. Uh, we just experienced that uh, last weekend. Um, I think they have a good chance to get through. Uh, Sevilla is a strong one, yeah. uh, but I think they can manage the other two. They can even manage Sevilla uh, if you're on a good day. I mean, uh, inter- international cup day. Anything can happen. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, they have a good chance. Spartak there in Group G, of course, they're against Villarreal, Rangers of Glasgow, and Rapid Vienna. Yeah, doable. I Do- think yeah, second yeah, place. Yeah, should yeah. I, be think, I think. I uh, think Spartak. Uh, they have a strong side, and I think in this group uh, they can manage to, to to go through. Even losing Quincy Promise. Yeah, but uh, Spartak is not just only Quincy Promise. I think they they have they have uh, enough or a good roster to actually, yeah, and not replace them. That is quite difficult, but they can actually keep the level of, of performing. So um, I'm not worried about them. They will have a they will have a strong season. Good si- good sign and good commentary on Russian football as well. Okay, huh? Group C, of course, that is Zenit's group. They have Bordeaux, Copenhagen, and Slavia Prague. Yeah, we played Copenhagen last year uh, in our group stage. Good site, good crowd in the parking in Copenhagen, but also for Zenit, um, manageable. I think they can actually go into the next stage as well. Yeah, they, they, they had their little bumps and they're on the way into it, but then again, yeah. they, they have the budget, they have the playing resources. 
Uh, they they have the roster. It's it's just a, a strong roster, a strong side. I mean, you can already tell after six games that they played uh, with 16, uh, 16 points still unbeaten. They have a strong side, and I think um, yeah, they will play a good role in in Europa uh, in Europa League. Good. Definitely. Okay, because Europa League is very strong. Too. Chelsea are there as well. It's a Definitely. huge Arsenal Definitely. as well. It's, it's a great it's a great competition. Siska, uh, they're in Group G in the uh, Champions League. They have Real Madrid, Roma, and Victoria Pilsen. So I mean, uh, apart from getting to go to the home of Pilsner. Um, and I mean, I mean, it's a great trip there. The second biggest synagogue in Europe is there. I've been there; it's amazing. And uh, not too long ago in Budapest, I saw the biggest ever synagogue. I, I mean, Pilsen is is a great town, but surely uh, they're looking for a Europa League qualification in third place. Uh, uh, you know, if if it's it would put that be uh, uh, if that would be that easy to say, okay, we can predict it here at the desk. Uh, you never know. Yeah. So uh, I think they're, they're special games, definitely, and I think they will take them on. Uh, they played a very good role last year. Uh, we all imagine the games that they had uh, in the European in their European campaign. So. You never know. You never know. Um, they're experienced. Uh, they lost a couple of players, definitely, but I think they're, they're going to be prepared. So I would never predict anything in, in European Cup games. Okay. That, that uh, well, one is uh, well. One we have to well have an opinion on is well. I guess as you opinion is uh, Port yeah Porto Galatasaray and Schalke in Locos Group Group D. Um, Everyone's saying it's an even group, but again, like I, I think that's quite dangerous because Porto can be very good. Galatasaray going to Istanbul to go there to, to play. I think it's, it's not the Turkish Arena when, when they play there, but that's going to be tough on Schalke as well. That's, that's wonderful because these are the games that you really want when you go there and you have fifty-five thousand, sixty thousand people. You know, uh, it's loud, it's intense. Yeah, that is what you want. These are the European Cup nights that you want. So I think the the group is very leveled. I think Porto and Schalke. Are Slight favorites, but I think on a good day, we can beat each of them, and I think it's pretty even. Okay, good one. That's very, very good. Okay, we are going to have to go because we're running out of time. So I did want to speak to the World Cup in Germany, but you got away with that. So uh, and lots of other <laughs> no, things as well. Actually, you can, you can still ask me. No problem. Oh, no, 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 no. I would, except Nikki, Nikki would like smack me with the microphone in the back of the head. So I better, we better run. So um, I, I don't dodge the question. That no, is, I know he didn't. Say. And it was my fault. It was my fault. My bad uh, handling of the show. So um, listen, Eric, thank you very much for your time. And you'll be back in with us again. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Perfect. Peter P, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, and thank you for the weekend rundown because now I have, I'm set. So, uh, Nikki, we have Gem as our winner tonight, correct? Yes, that's Gem, right. And of course, the colours of the albino hedgehogs that play in me, well, I was going to say in Milan, in Turin, are black and white for Juve. Okay, we are going to go out, going to wish you all a great weekend of football, a great weekend of sport. We'll talk to you again next Wednesday. We're going to wait to the song that the Dublin players played in the dress room on Sunday evening. And it's one that I think that. Eric will enjoy because, um, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's Van Morrison, days like this. Uh, talk to you all next week. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. When it's not always raining, there'll be days like this. When there's no one complaining, there'll be days like this. Everything falls into place like the flick of a switch. Well, my mama told me there'll be days like this. 
When you don't need to worry There'll be days like this When no one's in a hurry There'll be days like this When you don't get betrayed By that old Judas kiss Oh, my mama told me There'll be days like this When you don't need an answer There'll be days like this When you don't need a chance There'll be days like this When all the parts of the puzzle Start to look like they fit Then I must remember There'll be days like this When you don't have no freeloaders, I can get the kicks. Well, that's nobody's business. The way that you want to live, I just have to remember there'll be days like this. When no one steps on my dreams, there'll be days like this. When people understand what I mean, there'll be days like this. When you ring out the changes of how everything is Well, my mama told me there'll be days like this There'll be days like this 